This is the Scum and Shane Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Shane, it is playoff time, finally. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Yes, sir. Playoffs made it. Being the end of the regular season, playoffs are here. Means fantasy football is winding down. Sad, but happy at the same time. I feel like we did. We were like, oh man, it's going so fast. Here comes playoffs. I don't know how that happened. And then, as we talked about it for like weeks, like what the playoff scenarios were looking like, what could happen, might happen. Felt like that dragged it out. So now it's kind of balanced. But finally, here, wish both of us were, were in the playoffs, but I guess now we can be objective and clear-minded and really give the people just that strong analysis that they love from us. That they've come to uh, be accustomed to with the Scum and Snake show, you know, just strong, researched, statistical analysis, Mm -hmm. all things football, fantasy football, to lead you to the championship in your respective playoffs. Right. Well, first thing, we got to do a nonsense minute, and we're staying Christmas-themed. So my question for you this week is, Sneak, keep, trade, cut, a present that is wrapped, a present that is in a bag, and a present that is in a stocking. <clears throat> I am going to... Keep, trade, cut. I'm going to... Keep the wrapped present. I'm going to cut the bagged present, and I'm going to trade the stocking present. I am exactly the same. I'm right there with you. Honestly, I'd, if I see a bag present, I'm like, this is lame. I don't want this. Get it out of here. Should have wrapped it. But it's not, it's not as fun. That's that's my issue with it. Yeah, wrap present brings me back to childhood, opening up all the fun stuff as you're growing up in the uh, all the different toys or whatever it is that you were looking for growing up. And then bag is like more of like an adult thing, throw it together. Uh, usually, you're you're. I'm just easy. I'm just able to cut that and not think about it. And then stockings can be underrated you never know what could be in there it's fun to walk over to the mantle you kind of reach around is it candy is it something funny and weird as you just have more trade uh options with a a present out of a stocking that's just my philosophy love a reach around like you said i um stockings were kind of new for me i didn't actually do them very much as a kid with my parents so obviously when i was on my own and able to do my own Christmas traditions. I'm, like, I'm doing something for sure. See what I'm missing out on. And I like them. I do them for the kids. But um, like I said, I don't have as much nostalgia as just ripping open a wrap present. So that's why that was my my keep. And then, yeah, we could, we could trade some stockings and have some fun with that for sure. But big, the, the easiest thing for me was big cut on a bagged gift. Get that out. Yeah, for sure. And your stocking presents, you're usually getting those early, whether maybe a Christmas Eve thing uh-huh. or first thing Christmas morning while 
everyone's kind of getting breakfast and getting ready to go. So like you could you could get that reach around in the stocking and be like, well, maybe I have some trade options before I get into the Ooh, meat and taters of clever. Christmas morning. So it kind of uh-huh. works out. Love it. All right, everyone. Let us know your keep trade cut for a wrap present, a bag present, and a stocking. And maybe Santa will be good to you guys this year if you answer us for once. Yeah. I think I say this every week. And I, don't, I, don't I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of answers slash participation on our nonsenses this year as we have in the past. I don't know if that's an indictment on us or if that's really just brushing by the weekly nonsense and not caring as much. I don't know. We we might uh, have to dive further into the analytics of that one. Okay, we'll do some, we'll do a market survey, send that out. But I think it's because they just want to get to that quality, fancy advice and analysis that we offer that's probably what it is they're saying oh love the nonsense but i i need my i need my fix of information is is that what they're doing yep they're going straight to the fix straight to the feel good get them going they're just kind of brushing by the the beginning fluff and the fun of it all so that's uh that's probably what's happening Probably, but you know what? We, we can't skip past the fluff right now. We're fluffers, Shank, you and I. That's what we I do. Mean, we are the quintessential fluffers in the industry. So let's, before we get into the playoff matchups as they are, which will be the bulk of the episode, give me just maybe a quick synopsis on the season, maybe like a big surprise for you or just kind of what the theme was uh, for our league, for Dynasty. And I guess it, that would also translate to like what we saw in the NFL, but... What's your? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I think for me it was just the overall inconsistency of offensive output, especially in the first half of the season, if not the first three quarters of the season. A lot of, and then, and then just the the injuries and how that impacted. We kind of went on that before, and how the injuries impacted a lot of big name fantasy players. Uh, You've seen it in leagues across. The world probably, you know, you go out and you go after Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or running back wise, you're looking at like, you know, the Eckler or whoever it may be that you're just like, okay, this is my, this is, you know, my solid guy that's going to bring me around. And it just turned into not the case. So I think for me, it comes down to injuries, not only to big name players and how then it affects other big name players on the team and in the fantasy landscape. And then which also can contribute to the lack of at least for me early on fantasy point scoring and NFL point scoring. Uh, So that's kind of my two takeaways of, I would say the year fantasy wise. Um, I'm sure I have a ton more, but those are the first ones that come to mind. No, for sure. I'm there with you. And I think just to kind of drill down on that a little bit, quarterback injuries were huge this year. I think we, I feel like we've seen more than we ever have. And especially for, a field that is usually pretty deep. Like there, there's always a talk of, yeah, just stream a quarterback. Like, yeah, maybe you reach for an Allen or Hurts or Mahomes early, kind of lock up a little bit of an advantage there. But after that, you're pretty much getting all the same stuff. And I feel like that's not the case. Even those guys haven't been as like special as they have been, I feel like. And then if you were trying to stream like um, 
a Daniel Jones, you know, that didn't work out. If you're trying to, um, if you took a Sean Aaron Rodgers, like obviously that didn't work out. Deshaun Watson, I know I kind of like had in a group that was like at a cutoff and he was terrible all year and then got hurt. Just this up and down, like you lose quarterbacks. So adds to like your stability thing that you talked about. And then um, even right before the playoffs, like I, like a lot of teams that lost, um, maybe like a Burrow early, earlier on in the season or whoever, like they didn't have a shot in the playoffs. Now teams that were in the playoffs, and we're going to see this in our league, if you lose Justin Herbert or CJ Stroud for even just the first week, like you're pretty much done for if you didn't have a good backup option. Like you're now you're going to your your Joe Flacco's and your maybe Zach Wilson's. You know, it's it's a tough landscape out there for quarterbacks. So I think just looking forward, we said this about running backs last year. We were, we we're expecting like a lot of turnover. That maybe didn't happen so much, but I think quarterback turnover is going to happen a lot next year. So like the class that's potentially coming in and uh, the guys that were just, I think maybe are on thin ice like your Kenny Pickett's and um, Geno Smith's, like guys like that that just, you know, got another year for to try it out to see if they were the answer. And I don't think they are. So. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed there. And I think overall NFL wise, we've kind of talked about throughout the year um, within different chats and different lamenting on the primetime games. I feel like with a year like this with so much injuries and so much teams being way worse or whatever than expected, I wish the NFL would do some sort of change with primetime games. Like they just have not been, they have not been exciting. They've not been good. We only get a couple here and there. So I know that's probably a crazy logistical thing to try to do, but I'd love to see that. I'd love to see, you know, the NFL flex out different Monday, Sunday, Thursday games and get more exciting stuff in there. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I just thought, are there too many primetime games at this point? Like, I think when we were growing up, the special thing about Sunday night, Monday night was like, they were pretty rare. Uh, they were those true Island games and, you know, maybe this is like nostalgia or something, but maybe there's more parody in the league too. So those games seem more fun. Whereas now we have, yeah, the Sunday night, the Monday night, sometimes two Monday night games. Like we had uh, this week, this past week, and now the Thursday night game. And is it kind of just, did it lose some of its mystique by having um, so many options? and thus having to like throw in so many different teams that maybe shouldn't get primetime games. I mean, I love the fact that we get football three days a week during the season, but the Thursday night games have just really, I know there's been a lot of chatter last couple of years about how like, they're just not even worth it. The teams don't like it. The players don't like it. And then we don't get good Thursday night games. I think, I would almost start to get onto the wagon of like, do we really need a Thursday night game? Because I think this year really hammered that home to me that like, cause I, I you want to, you have these, like you said, these Island games, these games all by themselves. You want to watch your guys specifically. Cause then you watch every play, you can watch the usage, you can watch, you know, the routes run for receivers. You can watch the, whatever it may be for the player. And then you can really get to hone in on those guys, but you 
you try so hard, at least I do. I mean, I think a lot of people do try to get players in their lineup just to watch them on Thursdays or to watch them on Mondays or whatever it may be. And then it's like, I would probably say just the Thursday night game, they need to work on making those better. I don't know. I mean, the and then the double Mondays, they need to stagger the times. Exactly. You can't, why yeah. would you, putting two Monday night games on at the same time, you just, you can't, it's what's the point of that? You're you're dividing your fan base and you can't watch both of them. Yeah. So I mean that they used to do that years past where at least the opening weekend was two Mondays and the one was like at four and one was at seven or whatever. So that's what you gotta do. Yeah, I but yeah, I just don't like, I don't like the Thursday night. The Thursday night games are starting to get really rough. They either need to try to work on different schedules or something. But again, I'm not at, I think I'm still on the not advocating for Thursday nights to go away because having that mid-ish to late week Thursday night game during football season gets you through is something to look forward to. Yeah. Maybe they should only do and again this is like this would take a lot more thought than it would be more complicated than it already is to make a schedule. But maybe we only do like a kickoff Thursday night game, you know, the first game of the season take a break from that only do them um, in the middle of the season, like when there's still buys. And so you always have a team coming off, two teams coming off of a buy playing in that Thursday night game to uh-huh. make so that they're fresh and make it a little more competitive. Um, and then, yeah, once buys go away, Thursday nights again are done. And then we have like, they, they try to match up the holiday games best they can. You know, there's like a Saturday Christmas game or New Year's, like whatever the case is, like do those. But maybe that would help kind of make it a little more special or I guess help with the game quality. I, I think the Saturday, I think the Saturday games are fun coming up. We've got like, I think three this Saturday, start of the fantasy playoffs. Like you said, holidays, Christmas time, and they're all at different times. So you get to watch them all. So, I mean, having the Saturday games are going to be, are a lot funner later in the year than a Thursday night game on week two or three, like you said, when you're like watching the uh, the the Jets who just lose Aaron Rodgers and have a you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. or like there's been too many times where we're like watching bad teams on prime time and it's you're just trying to eke out fantasy players. You're just trying to eke out like a couple points out of somebody because I don't know. Anyway, no, I, agree. <clears throat> I hear you. I think we're on the same page. The thing is, like, you listening, to NFL? NFL, if you are listening, just take our advice. You can still you'll make your money. You still have your big Amazon contract or whatever. But if if it continues to be bad. It's going to end up being something that I'll uh, probably never like actually drop off. But oh well, we'll just we'll have to wait till we get hired by the NFL to be the official podcast of now. If you had to put a timeline on when we are going to become the official podcast of the NFL, what would your timeline be? Um, I give it. Two years because uh, next year we'll both be good again in our league and then have a little more equity, have some okay. pause behind what we're saying. And then the year after that is when they're like, okay, yeah, these guys, these guys are ready. So, that's- okay. 
two years. We got We're ready to become the NFL's number one podcast in two years. That works on my timeline. And then someone else can edit these, and I'll have a little more time on my hands. Exactly. You got an intern. So I think, uh, rather than doing power rankings, let's just kind of do like a review of where we sit now. Um, now that the regular season is done. Okay. So we know that the bottom six teams, uh, their draft picks are kind of set, or at least, you know, like the second round and on. So I will have the number one position, my pick will at least, because I own all of them, and then on the number one lottery odds. Matt will have the second best lottery odds. And the second position, Doug will be third, and then you will be fourth. Ugh. I know it was it was a tough tough fight. Lost a little bit, little bit of steam there at the end. He had a tough schedule too. I had Wade and Brandon the last two weeks of the season. That's not fair. That's the scheduling court. You gotta fix that, Commish. Do nothing, Commish. Who has my pick? Uh, Eric has your first. Okay. And then so yeah, you, you your pick is also two hundred four, three hundred four. So. You know, solid positions there. Uh, Eric, just continuing that that fall from grace, actually ends up in the fifth spot. So his pick is fifth, and that's locked in. And then Chase's is the sixth spot. So now we can start to really look at the at least those picks with some clarity. You know, if you want, if well, I guess we can't trade right now, but once the offseason hits, you know. Rather than guessing what those picks are going to be, we'll we'll know. So so that's nice. You can also kind of look at what your what your current stock looks like and see how that uh, value changes or it could be uh, different from what you thought. Okay. And then our playoff spots. This is going to be our precursor before the matchups. Uh, Wade. Got the one seed. Brandon got the two seed. So they will both have a bye in this first week of the playoffs. We were pretty wrong about how the, the last week matchups were going to shake out. So Ben actually held on to the third seed. Jim is the fourth. Tyler is the fifth. And then Jesse is – and then Hesse is the sixth seed. Hmm. I'm a blow Interesting. I can't talk. <clears throat> yeah, I think I mean, not I think I think, you know, when you talk about it the 08 at the number 3 just found a way to win all year, good on you I forget now I not really, I mean, I don't know if it really is pertinent, but did did Jimbo make the playoffs last year? I think so Okay. Yeah. He was probably he probably was a, a, if he made it, was he in the sixth or the fifth spot? Was he low? I feel like I feel the only reason I'm bringing it up is I feel like he did at the fourth seed was a lot better than last year. Am I wrong or is he was he pretty much the same as was last year? I well, just let's I take a look. We'll do a little rewind. Check it out. Okay, so last year. No, Jim did not make the playoffs. 
Okay, so last year, Jim didn't make the playoffs. Did 08 make the playoffs last year? Yes. Okay, so good. So a big resurgence. Wait, sorry. No, he did not. No, yeah, so last year our playoff teams were Eric, Brandon, Wade, Dason, Gooch, Ugh. and Doug. So a huge flip around from last year. We've yeah. only got two playoff teams from last year into this year, right? Yep. That's correct. Wow. I mean, that's what we that's that's what we want out of this league year. I mean, we we've talked about it and Ernie missing the playoffs is probably just as big of a just as big of a story this year than as it, as as it is for 08 Jimbo, Big T and Hesse making the playoffs this year. I mean, we'd lose I mean, yeah, you got you got Wade and Brendan, great teams there two years in a row in the playoffs. At least we're talking only two years back here. Yeah, Ernie falling out and then away coming in, Jimbo coming in, Big T coming in, who was in the lottery last year. I mean, that's a huge turnaround. That's very good to see. I love to see that in the league. Ah, yeah. And what's what's sad about that is that means. Uh, you and I are the only ones that haven't made the playoffs in the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I need to take a hard look at what I'm doing. I legitimately thought for sure I was going to be in the playoffs this year. And I've talked about it until I'm blue in the face. Everyone probably hate hearing it. But my team just completely did not perform. I was banking on those receivers, giving me big points every week, and that didn't happen. So yeah, I, it's all about just next year. But anyway. Stupid. Well, I mean, like Drake London just coming off of like a huge game, but and so I think we all believe that, like that's we're not surprised by that, right? It's not like um what's his name? Um it's not like Bellis Jones had that game and we like we would be absolutely shocked, right? Like Drake London has the pedigree. We pick high enough where we think he should be doing that with some sort of regularity, regularity or something close to it. And the crazy thing, or the sad thing, is that it just is kind of an anomaly. We never see that kind of volume or success. So, I'm not, I'm not surprised I didn't make the playoffs because I still think I got plenty of holes and the, and stuff like that. But I just was expecting more out of the team this year. I think, and I, and as as the other play, like so, so Gooch. And like Matt taking back over the Dayson team, they just realized early that I think they 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 weren't going to make the playoffs, or and so they started to make the trades. You know, who do I want to keep? Who yeah. do I want to get rid of to get picks? And then you and I, I mean, you way more than I mean, I did some trading to try to bolster the squad, and so did. You did some different, you did more trading to just, you did more like strategical future trading. I did like kind of the trading to get, okay, well, I need to bolster up, you know, some positions here to maybe make a playoff push. Yeah. So, and then you have players like, I don't know. It's just, when you look at it that way and you look at it, who's in the, I mean, moral of the story, what I'm ranting on here is I love to see it year from last year to this year. Four new playoff teams, and that's great. That's what we like to see. Agreed. And you know what? Let's make it four new playoff teams again next year. 
Including Let's her. make it uh, six new playoffs. Is it possible to have six new playoffs teams next year? It is. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm I'm down for that. A full switch up. Except I am already predicting that Wade is going to three-peat this league. Freaking I'm already predicting he wins this year and then three-peats next year. Put it on the books. And with that bye week, he's got he's got a good chance. He's only got to win two more games. Um, let's let's take a break here, and then we'll let's get into the playoff matchups, and then we'll just talk about our predictions moving forward. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right, break time. This week's episode of the Scum and Sneak Show is brought to you by Sneak Inc. Now, I hope you guys didn't forget about Sneak Sweets. That's right, one of our original subsidiaries is back. It's holidays. It's time for the sweet treats. If you are looking for a cookie recipe, come to Sneak Sweets and get that ricotta cookie recipe that I am famous for, and I'll make sure your holidays are abundant, full of joy, and wonderful cookie treats all month long. Sneak Sweets, don't forget about us. We're still here. We're making Christmas sweet, and uh, Sneak Inc. has got a lot of stuff going on. Thanks. Thank you, Sneak Sweets. I love those ricotta cookies. Uh, I think I'll probably make some here soon. I got to go grocery shopping, but can't wait to have some of those and really bring in the holidays. Also, I love those little like circle sprinkles. Those are the best. Yeah, got to do it. All right, Shane, we talked about the seedings. So our matchups for the playoffs are going to be Ben versus Hesse. And that's the matchup Hesse wanted. Well, I feel like that's a matchup every other playoff team besides Ben wanted. And then Jim versus Big T. Uh, which one do you want to start off with? Let's start with Hesse and 08. Yeah. When we did our pre-playoff rankings of those teams, we had Ben ranked over Hesse. Do you still feel like that is the case? Is, is Ben's team better than Jesse's? Hmm. Well, I'm trying to. I mean, if you look at like this past week, you know, again, like we talked about with Drake London, it's not a surprise that Lamar had a huge game. What's more surprising is that like it's not more often like that, but he blew up. Um, I don't know if that's indicative of like he's going to have a little hot streak going to the playoffs. If he does, I think Tessie is a real threat, even though his team's not that deep. But if you're getting 30, 40 from the quarterback spot, like, in, in three consecutive games, like that's a pretty good shot, don't you think? To, to yeah, it's a great shot. It's a good point um, about Hesse's team not being very deep, but if his players that he plays do well enough, then it is always, it seems to be good enough. And the Lamar, David Montgomery, you know, if he can give a big Mike Evans game, uh, and then 08 side. It's like, who's he going to run out there at quarterback? He doesn't really have any running backs to speak of. So that could, I think that's going to hurt him heavily in the playoffs, colder weather. uh, If he doesn't get any running back work and then his receivers, you know, he's usually running out the likes of cup and uh, I I don't, does, does he have DJ Moore? DJ Moore, Devonta Smith. So in, 
hey, quarterback-wise, Hesse's got the advantage. Running back-wise, Hesse has the advantage. Receiver-wise, 08 probably has the advantage. Uh, so I would say that, yes, to answer the question in full circle here, that Hesse's got a better team and a better chance to get this win. And he and in order for that to happen, he probably he needs, I would say, one of those three players that I mentioned to have a massive game. And I think it's going to come down to Lamar this week, getting that big game, getting Montgomery back into a big game. I think OH has got way too much. I mean, like we mentioned it all year long. He's made the playoffs. He's done great with what he has. But down here in the playoffs, if he falters a little bit, a team like Hesse, who's not the greatest team, but a good enough team to make the playoffs, good enough team to make a run, then he's going to lose. And that's my prediction here is that Hesse is going to get this win and he's going to get a, he's got it and he's going to get a big game out of one of those three. And 08 probably going to falter in that running back spot, which is, and then whoever he decides to play at quarterback, whether it's Lawrence or Goff or whoever it may be, you know, he needs to find that match with what Lamar is probably going to do here. And Cup's been coming on good, but it just doesn't seem, you know, and, and DJ Moore has been fairly consistent all year long. I just think overall Hesse's got the advantage here, and I think Hesse's going to get the And I think, too, the thing that I'm looking at is is that Zeke usage because he's coming off of a huge one on Thursday night. And it seems like Ramondre will probably miss this week, too. So that's great for Hesse. Um, Zeke is, like, the only – only weapon they have uh, currently. Now some guys might come back, but I mean, I think that's going to be good for him. And then if that, if they shut down on Andre, if that thing lingers, that could be like, Hesse's key to like maybe a magical run here. We've, we've seen, we've seen that kind of like um, special unexpected backup running back carry teams in playoffs before. So uh, is that, is it enough? Like a magical Lamar and Zeke run? Is that enough to beat? The Wades and Brandons of the world, I don't know. But I kind of I kind of want to see it just for like the the fun of it, like you know, the Eli Manning Giants type of run uh in the playoffs. So yeah, I don't have the confidence that Hesse's team could beat a Wade or a Brendan, but to see it, if it were to happen, just an absolute juggernaut of a game by all of Hesse's players, just amazing to knock out one of those would be would just be mass hysterics league wide and probably if anyone else is in Hesse's same position, whether in a dynasty or a redraft playoffs, you've got those types of players and they've gone and they're just have an unprecedented playoff run would be, would be great. Yeah. It'd be super fun to see. I think Hesse sneaks out a, a playoff win here and Hesse probably will be very happy with that. A, a round one playoff win and a round two exit would show that he is better than a lot of people in the league on, on constructing a team and making a playoff run. And sometimes that's all you need. I mean, we've all been there. I mean, I don't know, maybe not so much you, you're either winning the league or you're at the bottom. Me, I've been in the same, I've been in the boat of just making the playoffs, maybe getting a win being somewhat content with it. So yeah, that's kind of where I see Hesse going here, getting this, getting this win and uh, being super happy with what he was able to put out there this year. Yeah. Oh, we'll just point out the, the winner of this matchup, whether it is 
Hesio Ben will face Brandon in the second round. So he's, um, he'll be looking at these two teams closely. And, you know, he's, he's at the top of the league. He's got a very good team. But lately it's looking a little less formidable. Um, Mahomes, Kelsey have been kind of ho-hum. AJ Brown's been down. Stephon Diggs has been down. So I don't know if, you know, those are all names where you're like, I don't think people would say that they're going to slump for long. But also it's names you can't really bench, you know. Are you really going to take Stephon Diggs out of your lineup for Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson in in a semifinal matchup, like that's and those aren't even like necessarily better options either. It's not like um, Drake London or something, right? Coming off a huge game, so I I just I'm saying Brandon's definitely thankful for the buy, just so that he could not have a round one playoff exit, but also he really wants to see those players just kind of get back to what we expect from them. Um, even while he's not playing them, you know? Uh-huh. All right. On to the next matchup. Jimbo versus Big T. We, we spent a lot of time on both of those teams last week, very evenly matched, and both have quarterback issues now. I mentioned it at the top. Herbert, uh, is, they ruled him out for the year uh, already with the finger. Um, so T will have to look for a replacement quarterback after making the big deal, the trade for Herbert. And then CJ Stroud left with the concussion symptoms. Typically that keeps him out for a week. I would say too, like with the their franchise quarterback, they should be careful, but I know the Texans are, um, they're still in the playoff picture, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I don't know if they're, they're going to have to balance that, but let's say that, like, obviously, if Stroud plays, Herbert doesn't, that's a big advantage for Jim. But let's say they're both playing backup quarterbacks in the um, in the playoff matchup. What are your thoughts for the rest of the teams, and when, where is this matchup going to go? I love this matchup because, like you said, potentially both playing extreme backup quarterbacks. Uh, if I'm T, I'm like, I'm super sad and devastated after making the Herbert trade, expecting him to lead me into the playoffs. But as T has already shown, he's moving on. He's mentally getting on to the next one. He's not letting it affect him. He already picked up DeVito late on Sunday, I believe it was. So he already at least has a starting quarterback for this week. Uh, And so if I were to take the quarterbacks out of it, I'm, I'm more so leaning for T to have a, a better game here. I know currently, I think I was I think I was able to look at something with projections that are basically even right yeah. now. So right set up for a, a tie, depending on what the rosters end up looking like start on Thursday. But I just love T's team. He's getting great production out of his running backs. He's getting uh he's not getting the production out of his receivers. So, but on the other side. Jimbo's getting great production out of his two top running backs, whether, you know, it's a little deceiving sometimes on the, on the, on the production that you can see week in and week out on these running backs, but basically getting 20 points from ETN and Pollard and 
he's basically getting the same thing somewhere in those 20s from Gibbs, Rashad White, uh, Cook. Uh, who knows what Pacheco's going to do here. Uh, but Jimbo, uh, we don't know what's going on with – do we know what's going on with Nico? Is he, is he coming back? Because Jimbo with Puka and Sutton is probably better than what we're seeing out of uh, – who, who's T working here? Devontae has been – Struggling. What, what does Keenan Allen do without Herbert? Probably yeah, that's a tough one. Almost nothing. Like, does T have to bench Keenan Allen? I mean, he's still. What did he do with with Stick after that game? Let's see. I mean, I, think... I mean, he put up overall. He put up eleven points. We the targets are going to be the, the targets are going to be, be crazy. Right it's just like our what what is type of target is it going to be yeah, is it going right. to be is it going to be eight overthrow and underthrows and he catches four of 12 targets for 40 yards like that's not going to do it up against Puka and, and touchdown machine Cortland Sutton so and he needs Devonte to have seven catches for 50 yards what he's doing but he needs a touchdown so it might come it's really probably going to come down to whoever we get in the flex positions here. Uh, T has been playing uh, James Cook recently, who's had a great game last week, and Jimbo. Uh, as, and then Josh Jacobs has been struggling as well. So it's gonna co- it almost comes down to this matchup, the, both the Raiders, Devontae, Adams, and Josh Jacobs. Who's going to have the better game? <laughs> Jeez. Well, James and I missed this next game, so uh, that could be a huge thing for, for that matchup. Jim would then probably roll out. Let's see. Christian Watson, if he's Watson, back, I guess. Right, Zay. Yeah. Zay Flowers. I mean, he's throwing, he's rolling Zay Flowers on the bench at least this last week with 18. And that's, he probably goes Zay. Unless he needs Zay to play for Nico. Oh, you're right. He probably, yeah, you're right. Could, could get dicey for Jim here. Ooh, I know that he doesn't want to hear that. Injury bodies hit him hard the past couple of weeks. Definitely needs to get a better kicker in there. Not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat that one. Kickers will make can make or break you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's either it's gonna probably be Christian Watson, I guess. I mean, he doesn't have any running backs to. I don't say I wouldn't say he really has any running backs to play in that flex. He could maybe. See week fifteen, Buffalo. He could. I mean, would he be crazy to try to play Rico Dowdle in the flex spot because he's been getting, you know, he's been splitting all the work. Man, with. It's not crazy. Oh man, yeah. So I mean, just looking at this, my prediction of T is getting a little bit stronger because he doesn't have as many question marks on what to do. Yeah, in the team here. And if the projections hold, which they probably will, once the rosters get going in there, then we're going to be probably coming down to a nail biter starting on Thursday all the way through Monday. And, but my prediction is here, T is going to get this win. One of his guys or multiple of his guys are going to be very good. And Jim, one of Jimbo's mainstays is going to probably disappoint him or he's not going to know how to fill that flex spot correctly, and that's going to be the demise, and that's 
that's kind of where I sit with it. Yeah, I think that's right. Jim just got too many injury problems. Tyler will have a very strong floor with Rashad White. And if, if Pacheco comes back this week, I know he's kind of on that. But even if Pacheco's not back, um, he's just kind of got like more cushion with the amount of work and involvement his players get. Um, basically guaranteed. Whereas Jim, those guys where we would say the same thing are healthy. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's 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 crazy that they're both going into this week potentially out their number one quarterback. I do think, though, that Stroud probably clears concussion is in there, and then that could be the swinger. If Stroud comes out and has a a Stroud game where he's throwing up thirty five, and and T has to roll with Devito or whoever, maybe he grabs another quarterback off the waivers and only gets like twenty. That could be the swing in there. That could be the huge swing for Jimbo if. Stroud is in, but if Stroud doesn't have Nico, who does he have to throw it to? That's the thing I was gonna say. Yeah, if because you're the you're the bigger Stroud guy, I've I've converted a little bit, but if he doesn't have Nico and obviously doesn't have Tank, like we kind of saw that this past week after Nico went out, like it wasn't as great. And who do the Texans play this week? I know the Jets being amazing defense, so you kind of had more of a chance or ability to expect they didn't get hurt or not, but who do the Texans play this week? They play, let's see, they play the Titans. Did Miami do a good passing? I, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't watching that game at all. No, Tyreek was hurt and Waddle left for a little bit too. So I guess kind of the same thing and Tua didn't have a great game. So, um, I mean, I guess middling matchup, I'd say. Like, they'll have you know, Brown, maybe Schultz is back. Um, for, for is Stroud teams. good enough? to? If Stroud is back without Nico, Jimbo still has to play him, right? And is it good enough for, to like, like I said, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, uh, Brevin Jordan, uh, get Singletary involved in the passing game? Like, is that enough to – convince Jimbo to play him or does Jimbo still look elsewhere without the top two receivers what's no I I, I mean I think he still has to play him because his other options are um the waiver wire uh, quarterbacks right now are Flacco Wilson Easton Stick Bailey Zappi mm-hmm. and I would I mean if if he gets Flacco off the waiver wire around play the Bears I would maybe think about it but he's still going to play Stroud over any of them if Stroud's healthy. So, and the, I mean, Puka has been good the last two weeks, uh, but Cup has also been good the last two weeks. So, which has been taking away some of at least the early on Puka yeah. numbers. So, Puka gets, I just, you know, we could go down every single one of these players and really dive into it. I think overall for me, it's Big T going to get this win. And it's going it, to, to me, it can come down to either the, who's going to be better on the Raiders or, you know, is Jacobs, you, so Jacobs isn't playing. You already, we already know that. No, he's it's just, he didn't practice on their estimate yesterday. Um, let's see if there's more news that came out today. I mean, yeah, for me, you could, and then it could come down to that. It could come down to who Jimbo plays at quarterback. It could come down to does T bench Keenan Allen and whoever he throws in there could be like a zero. Does one of T's running backs 
not get 25? Does Jimbo? Ah, it's going to be great. It's exciting. I mean, these are these are very exciting playoff matchups that not so. I mean, I do feel like the Hesse and 08 matchup is is more favored in Hesse than than maybe we're leading on. But it, I think part of that is us seeing that. 08 has been winning and at the and finishing the regular season at three spot with only whatever it is three or four losses. So I think that's the reason why we're not giving them heavily more on on Hesse. But this matchup is very close with T and Jimbo. And I'm just going to give T the edge here. I think last week I was when I, we were comparing the two teams, I was giving the edge team wise to to Jimbo. But now that they're matched up against each other, kind of seeing what happened last week. With the, everything, I just I'm just I'm flip flopping over to the T this week. I don't know. Yeah, I think we should give edge to T. Like I said, I just like his his floor a little more. Um, which is like like you said earlier, going from a lottery pick to potentially the semifinals is a huge turnaround for him. And we'll we'll do the same thing that we did with the previous matchup. Um, the the winner of this one, either T or Jimbo, plays Wade. And if if things don't turn around injury-wise for Jim, and we know things won't turn around injury-wise for Tyler, um, I don't know. I think Wade Wade's probably looking looking at this at these two teams and saying he's he's pretty solid. Yeah, the whoever the winner of this matchup is. Matchup is. Not going sure. the next week against Wade is uh, Wade's not afraid of either one of these teams. I just Wade's team is way too good. It nevs. It just doesn't falter. None of his big guys do bad enough to ever make it. You know, bad enough for him to lose. And with the quarterback issues, and then then that translating into some of both those teams, T and Jimbo's teams, like we've mentioned at the top of the show. It's just there's it's gonna to be too hard to to come up to to overtake Wade and yeah. I will say the one thing that could make it a little more dicey for Wade is Tyreek Hill being injured. Um was in and out of the game on Monday night. Probably will play uh, in two weeks. You know, that's that's when Wade needs him. So like if Tyreek misses this week. Perfect timing for Wade. Um, he probably would prefer that to get for him to get a little more healthy. But um, if he's hampered or slowed down at all by that ankle and only has like a another ten point game like he did on Monday, you know the the juggernaut aspect of Wade's team kind of uh, falters a little bit. Tyreek's not putting up thirty, right? All right, so we're we're predicting that next week we'll be talking Wade versus Tyler, Brendan versus Hesse. And let's see if we're right. Yep. Jimbo, Ben, if you disagree, make it happen. Do something about it. So Shneek, we'll we'll kind of skip hopes and dopes this week just because there's only two matchups and we've already gone pretty in depth to them. And year long stats are calculated look like boop, 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 boop. Now we both went 50-50. There you go. That's all we can ever ask for. Take that one to the bank. Um, I think we'll wrap it up here with America's favorite segment, 
Scum and Sheik at the Thursday night game wrong. I haven't even looked, but let me guess. It's another amazing game we get to watch on Thursday. Oh, boy, is it a stinker. <laughs> it is. Here in Las Vegas, the Chargers are coming to town to play the Raiders. Oh, my gosh. Backups all oh. over. We just talked about it. Uh, Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick. Um, Zamir White versus Josh Kelly. Oh my! Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's in an Orlando. I I I'm pretty obviously disappointed in the Chargers this year. I, I just diss them all year. So um, I still want to pick up the win because they will win. It's gonna be ugly. Uh, Chargers win seventeen to ten. Okay. I'm gonna go Raiders here, and as you've been, as we've been talking all year, the Chargers secondary is not good. So, in order, T is going to need if he plays Devontae, which he's going to play him. He needs Devontae to have a pretty good game on Thursday to help him going into Sunday. So, I'm gonna go Raiders win nine to five. Oh gosh! <laughs> and that's on the heels of a Devontae Adams touchdown. A safety by the Raiders. Safety on both ends. <laughs> a safety by the Chargers and a field goal. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, not fun to watch, but double safety. If you bet that as a as a prop, probably catches out a bunch. So <laughs> double safety game. Put it on your betting apps, folks. Could be the first time. In history, <laughs> no, definitely not looking forward to any part of this game because obviously the Chargers uh, lose. I'll be very disappointed. We'll be the we'll be at the bottom of the NFC or sorry, AFC West, which is stupid. And even if we win, it'll look bad and I'll have something to complain about. Like so, just there we go. Merry Christmas, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, Snake. That's the playoff week one episode. Good luck to all the participants. For everyone that's in the bottom, like us, you know, we just got to watch. And I'll start looking at this rookie draft class. Uh, let me let me do this rant really quick. There are rumors that Marvin Harrison is going to go back to school, which I I, I don't believe really because maybe the NIL money will. Um, match what he makes in the NFL, but like you don't want to risk it. At least that's my my thoughts. But if he does, all my plans are ruined. And I'm right. really happy about that. Yeah, I don't think he goes back to school. I think there's just always these types. They did say it, yeah, they kind of said it about Bijan, but like so there I feel like there's a little more steam behind Martin Harrison's thing. Uh, still not like where I would be really worried, but if it does happen, if I'm surprised, it's just going to be a huge blow to this class and to uh, me personally. Yeah, it would be wild to see. I don't think it's going to happen. So, but yeah, everyone at the bottom, start watching rookie drafts, start watching, uh, start reading up on your guys. If you've got picks to make happen, uh, regular season is over. Like I said, sad, but happy to see the playoffs and happy to see another fantasy football season come to a close 
uh, Christmas, holidays, and we've only got a couple episodes left, and we've got we're gonna finish up season four. Oh, geez, look at us! Yeah, man, Christmas. We're pros. We're gonna be the official podcast of the NFL very soon, but until then, we love you guys. We're here for you, and you know, just give us some feedback every once in a while. Just participate a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Good luck again. See you guys next time. Bye. I'm sick, I can't come in today.